Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. The children. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Uh, this the team right now is not playing with the same personality uh, as our past teams the last four years, and um, we got to get a lot better. I think we play three games in the next 20 days, and uh, you know rotations, um, roles, all those things are are you know <laughs> there's going to be some changes. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It has been a great Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services. So many things happening in the sports world uh, from the weekend. It's almost been uh, tough to talk about them all. Still some stuff we haven't had a chance to talk about, which I know we'll have to get into, but... Uh, still got a loaded hour for you, but a lot of things with football, with basketball, and pros and college. So let's go ahead and talk so much more about it as we go to the phone lines and welcome in Chris Gordy of Sports Talk 790 down there in Houston, as well as the Locked On SEC podcast. And Gordy, as always, appreciate you joining us this afternoon, man. How you doing? Yeah, doing good, man. I'm I'm excited. I saw Arkansas. You guys got a quarterback. All right. Yeah, everybody's uh, pretty pumped up and excited about it, and. Uh, I guess he's from Texas, so there's a little connection there. So, uh, yeah, they're trying to trying to figure some things out. And I, I, we'll start there since you brought it up, Gordy. Because of that, like, that pretty much, at least in my mind, I've already felt like K.J. Jefferson's gone, but it certainly feels like that even more solidifies him moving on into the transfer portal at some point. Yeah, it, it does. But, but keep in mind, like, I think, I think there's schools that are adding – just to add with no, like, guarantee, hey, you're the starter. And it's not to say, I mean, the kid from Boise, like, you know, he played a lot there and, and you know, he had some decent numbers. I like the running ability. I mean, it it just, you know, seeing the picture that he tweeted out with him and Bobby Petrino, it's like, it just screams, okay, this would be a really good marriage here and would, would love to see what Petrino could get out of him and, uh, you know, make just maybe want to go start looking at some early Lamar Jackson numbers, you know, because he's a runner and a thrower and, uh, you know, could he put up those kind of numbers in Arkansas? But that's getting way ahead of ourselves. But I say all that to say, like, they could bring him in and still bring K.J. back for another year if K.J. wanted wanted to. And and I wonder if how much, you know, when the report came out initially, I think it was Chris Hummer had it, said uh, K.J. Jefferson to the portal, and then K.J. puts on his Instagram, I haven't made any decision yet. That was the same day, I want to say, that Petrino was officially announced with the Arkansas OC. So, like, I wonder how much of that was KJ saying, well, let me at least sit down with Coach Petrino and talk with him and let me see what their plan is and all that kind of stuff. But you're right. I mean, the writing has been on the wall for a couple of weeks now that, you know, KJ could certainly go to South Carolina if he wanted, and that would be a, a welcome addition with, with Coach Loggins there. So we'll see what happens there. But, again, I don't think it's a guarantee just because they brought in a, a quarterback through the portal that it means KJ is 100% gone because, you know, look at LSU. They brought in Jaden Daniels. When it was, you know, kind of, we were under the impression that Miles Brennan was going to be the starter at LSU, and Jaden Daniels ends up being the guy. Last year, you know, I remember talking to Greg McElroy saying, "Well, Spencer Sanders didn't leave Oklahoma State to go sit on the bench at Ole Miss. Guess what? He sat on the bench behind Jackson Dart. So 
just because a guy's got a lot of playing time and has a resume, let's not just assume, oh, that's going to be the starter because, uh, you know, other things happen. Any other moves around college football that stand out to you in the transfer portal so far? Yeah, I saw the uh, the, the running back Missouri just got today. Uh, I think he's from Georgia State. Very productive running back. I mean, look at what Eli Drinkwitz has done there with running backs in, in his short time there at Missouri. I mean, he's had, he's had a bunch of studs. Um, you know, Tyler Beatty, you know, ends up getting drafted a year ago. Cody Schrader comes in. Uh, he, you know, ends up leading the SEC in rushing this year. So, I think uh, Eli Drinkwitz has done a great job of, you know, he's not looking for the big five-star recruits, the number one running back in the country, although maybe they should give Mizzou a look. But he's going and finding these diamonds in the rough and getting the most out of them. So, uh, yeah, as soon as I saw that one today, I think it's Marcus Carroll was his name. I said, well, that guy's going to be, you know, probably going to be one of the leading rushers in the SEC next year because that's what Mizzou has been able to do. But to me, the big, the biggest story, at least just in, in the SEC uh, today, was guys coming back, um, and, and you know we we know that uh, that Wade is, is Dayton Wade is going pro at, at Ole Miss, but Ole Miss is bringing back three of their leading four pass catchers. We got announcement that Trey Harris is coming back. Uh, we got announcement that Caden Priestcorn, their third tight end, is coming back, and uh, I forget their their third wide receiver, but he announced he's coming back yesterday. So uh, I was like, damn, that's that's a little scary with Ole Miss with knowing Lane Kiffin's there. Knowing Jackson Dart's coming back next year, and he gets his three leading pass catchers. And, oh, by the way, Quinshawn Judkins is just a true sophomore, so he'll be a junior next year. So he'll be a stud and be back. So that just that, that stood out to me because I went, man, you know, all this talk of transfer portal, let's go get this guy and that guy. Ole Miss is just staying in-house and keeping a lot of their guys coming back. And they're going to be a problem next year in the SEC again. Jane Daniels wins the Heisman. I don't think anybody was too surprised by that. But just what do you think of the season that he had? Maybe compare it to uh, some other great Heisman winners. And uh, where do you think that he goes from here as far as his next step? Yeah, it was a, it was a great season. I mean, uh, you know, like it, it. I can't imagine that LSU team without him because if they had not had the, the talent of Jane Daniels and what he gave them, uh, that LSU team would have had at least five, maybe six losses. I mean, you know, the, the Arkansas game was a was a back and forth game. You know, that was back when Arkansas offense confident, uh, but that that was a, that was one that that you know he had to pull up, pull out the win late. Um, and, and even the losses, I mean, they were in that Alabama game, you know, in the third quarter before uh, you know he gets knocked out at the start of the fourth. Uh, the Ole Miss game was back and forth, back and forth, where their defense just couldn't get a stop. I mean, LSU's defense was historically bad. And that would be the headline in Baton Rouge right now had Jaden Daniels not had the special season he's had. I was talking to somebody about that yesterday. It's like, how are all the headlines, oh, my God, what an amazing season from Jaden Daniels, and he's the Heisman winner, only the third Heisman winner in the history of LSU. That's the headline instead of, oh, my God, how atrocious was LSU's defense this year, and that house should be absolutely fired. I don't know how he still has a job right now. Like, that that would be the headline had Jaden Daniels not done what he did this year at LSU. So, um, no, it was, it was a great season. It, it's tough, though. It's one of those years where I don't know if there was a memorable moment. You know, somebody was asking me, what was Jay Daniels' Heisman moment? I was like, well, you know, the, the run against Florida where he took off for whatever it was, like 50-something yards. I mean, that was, that was pretty eye-popping. But, like, I don't know if there was a certain moment, a certain game. Maybe the Mizzou win on the road, which ended up being one of their best wins of the season. You know, he gets hit in the ribs, and we find out afterwards he had fractured ribs, and he went back in there and kept gutting it out and played it and kept playing. Um, you know, that's that's all things that add to your resume, your Heisman resume reel. But, um, you know, somebody said, you know, outside of Missouri, what was their best win? Well, I don't know. I mean, look, they lost to Florida State in the opener. They lost at Ole Miss, and they lost at Alabama. So, um, you know, it's a three-loss season. But, again, we've had 17 guys before lose three, three games to still win the Heisman. So, it might be one of those years we look back and just say maybe it was a down year for the Heisman. You know, Troy Smith, his year falls in that category. But I don't want to take anything away from Jane Daniels because he was fantastic. He was, uh, I think they said, every time the ball touched his hands, LSU averaged 10 yards. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. Like, every time the ball touched his hands, they averaged the first down this year. So, um, pretty crazy stat. But, uh, you know, look, it, it was a fantastic year. And I think LSU's in a great spot now to say, look, five, Two of the last five years, we've produced a Heisman Trophy-winning quarterback. Who wants to come play quarterback at LSU? I think, I think they will start to catch the eye of, of some other uh, of some recruits out there. 
Around the NFL yesterday, who had the better win, the Bills over the Chiefs because they keep their playoff hopes alive, or the Cowboys over the Eagles, the way they dominated, and then they were able to put themselves in a position to win the division? Yeah, it was a big win for the Bills. I mean, they, they needed that, and, you know, what with the Chiefs cheated a little bit, I guess. I mean, you know, if you're a Kansas City fan, you say, oh, my God, how do you call that? And if you're on the other side, you're going, oh, good call, ref. Um, you know, it, it is what it is, but I, I, Buffalo absolutely needs need some wins to stay in this playoff hunt, and they're getting that lately, so it was a monster win for them. But how can you not feel, you're a Cowboys fan, how can you not feel like that was just a huge monkey off the, off your back and, and beating the, the Eagles, getting that win? You know, we were already talking about Dak as maybe a favorite for the, for the MVP. I think that just solidifies it even more with that win and how he performed, so... Uh, and then, you know, it's, it, it lets your fan base know we can beat these guys. If we face these guys down the road in the playoffs, we can beat them again. So uh, that was it was a monster win on both fronts. But at least for Dallas, I mean, we're, again, they're building up the resume for Dak Prescott to be the MVP. And, and that certainly went a long way yesterday. The best thing about the NFL schedule, those two teams, Bills and Cowboys, they play each other this week coming up. Oh, well, that's great. Yeah, somebody pointed out to me that the next couple of Monday Night Football games are really really good. Like I think we get it's, it's Niners Ravens. I want to say it's like, I, and then I think we get Lions Cowboys. So for all the crap Monday night games we've had in recent weeks, we're finally going to start to get some good ones here. Uh, speaking with Chris Gordy of Sports Talk Seven Ninety Houston, the Locked On SEC podcast here on Out of Bounds. Now, uh, Gordy, what did you make of the reaction from Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs after that call from last night? Because it's definitely uh, gotten a lot of people talking. And it seemed like it was the right call by the officials, but man, to, to see Mahomes go that irate and to have the comments that he did and everything, it certainly kind of overtook the the loss or the win. It seemed like that was the main story that people took from that game. Yeah, and it's funny because Mahomes has been such a likable guy, and he's a and he's a spokesperson and all these things that people like him with so much. And I saw a lot of negative you know, reaction on social media and stuff. A lot of people saying, oh, shut up, cry baby, and all this kind of stuff. So it, it is kind of interesting that, you know, something like that happens. And look, it was a big call, and it sucks because of the outcome, right? Like, they scored the, the go-ahead touchdown, and it's taken off the board because of a penalty. And it's, and it's one of those, like, pre-snap penalties where it's, like, just something so minutia and so stupid. Like, I don't know if Tony gained an advantage uh, just because he had a foot on the line, but... uh Again, the rules a rule. If you're stickling for the rules, you gotta you gotta stay, you know stick with that. But I understand why Mahomes was pissed, right? I mean, again, it's, it's the go ahead touchdown, it's taken off the board. But by the same realm, understand that the more you go after it and and, and complain about it, you're going to get people calling you and say, "Hey, shut up, cry baby," you know, like deal with it. So it's it's funny in, in sports we can be, we we go so quickly from beloved and great story to oh my god, I hate that guy. You know, I mean, I, I always go back to. I remember 2001, you know, Tom Brady and the Patriots, you know, this kid from Michigan, a late-round pick from Michigan, steps in and leads them to a Super Bowl. It's like, oh, my God, what an awesome story. And then about five, six years later, we're like, all right, stop winning. I hate this story already. You know? So it's just it's funny. Sports sports can give it and take it away. And uh, it was just kind of funny to see that reaction with Patrick Mahomes here where people were like, ah, oh, shut up, Mahomes, when he's been so beloved, you know. Well, they're not used to seeing the Chiefs in that position, but also after that play happened, they were still in a position where they could have won the game outright or they could have at least tied the game and taken it to overtime and they just didn't get it done. So it's more of a credit to the Bills and being able to stop what the Chiefs were able to do. Yeah, and that's, and that's the thing, too. Is it's not like it was just one play and that was it. They had multiple opportunities and they just didn't get it done. So. But, you know, that may end up being a big game down the road. I mean, this Chiefs team is, is good. I don't know if I'd call them one of the best. Uh, you know, they've been able to keep their head above water with all the losses they've had roster-wise. You know, you lose a Tyree Kill, you lose, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster and all these different pieces they've had the last few years on teams that got to the Super Bowl. And, you know, they're hoping, you know, Rasheed Rice is a nice draft pick. He's performing well. But I just wonder, like, how many times can you keep losing pieces and keep sustaining this momentum with, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, and so it's just going to be something fascinating to see these last couple of weeks on, you know, who ends up as the, the top seeds in, in the in the AFC. Yeah, I want to talk about the stupidest game from yesterday because it's just so on brand. But how about the the Jets and the Texans? My Jets and your Texans, zero to zero at halftime, and the Jets win thirty to six. 
Like, how do you make sense out of that game? And the Texans, I mean, I don't care about the Jets winning or losing. In fact, uh, it's just better be better if they lost. But anyways, the Texans were on a roll, and you know, going up against the Jets, just uh, were unable to keep them from scoring there in the second half. Just what do you make of that? Yeah, it, it was the the writing was on the wall. We were talking about this on our show on Friday, saying we just didn't feel good about the spot with the Texans because we kept hearing that we're like, all right, got to go to to the Meadowlands on on a Sunday. The forecast was cold and rainy, and they said it was going to rain the whole game, and it did. It just constant drip of rain the entire game. Uh, on top of it, uh, Houston's offensive line was banged up. Laramie Tunsil's playing through an injury. Their, their uh, right tackle, who's not he shouldn't even be their right tackle, he's a fill-in, George Fant. He missed several game uh, practices last week. He was playing through an injury, and so you knew that you just you went up there not 100. percent And then they lost their best offensive pass catcher and Tank Dell a week ago to, to a season-ending injury. And then their second-best wide receiver, Nico Collins, he gets hurt in the first quarter and leaves the game. And so I, I just kept looking at it and saying, God, they don't have Tank Dell. They don't have Nico Collins. Dalton Schultz didn't play. And you got a banged-up offensive line with a C.J. Stroud in the cold and the rain on the road. I just said the recipe does not equal success here. And uh, we saw it. C.J. Stroud had his worst game of the year. And, uh, look, he's, he's the guarantee for, for offensive rookie of the year, no doubt. But... Uh, any talk of him in the MVP conversation, I think, kind of goes out the window uh, with his performance this past week. So we'll see what the Texans can do, man. It sucks because this division is, is actually pretty decent. I mean, the Jaguars are, you know, they lose yesterday. They're game up on the Texans, but the Texans lose. You know, the Colts take a loss, but they're right there in the mix. They still hold the tiebreaker over the Texans right now. So as fun of a year as it's been for the Texans and a great story to Miko Ryan and CJ Stroud, we're looking at it with four games remaining going, God, like, if, if, if Detroit or if Denver does what they do and Buffalo does what they do and, you know, the Jags win the division, I don't think the Texans are going to make the playoffs. And it's just crazy because it's like a few weeks ago, it felt like they would be a lot. Well, and speaking of that part, uh, the Texans making the playoffs or not, they're seven and six. And there are seven AFC teams that are seven and six. And, you know, there are only three wild card spots. So what do you see happening with some of those teams and some of the teams that are in the mix there? Yeah, I think you're gonna you're gonna have a team or two that's above 500 that's gonna miss the playoffs. And again, it's, these last couple games are gonna be crucial now for the Texans. They play the Titans twice, and they still play Indianapolis. Um, Jaguars have already played almost all their division games. They only have one more divisional game left, and they're I believe they're four and one in their divisional game. Texans are one and two, so it almost becomes a situation where like Houston has to win out to get in. But you know, we talked about. It. I mean, Buffalo. They're starting to get hot at the right time. Maybe Denver's been on a nice roll. They slipped up in Houston a week ago, but they bounced back and, and went again. So, um, And they've been on a roll, you know, really the, the second half of the season. So, yeah, I think you're going to start to see the, cr- the cream rise to the top. You're going to start to see the teams that maybe we thought or expected were going to be players in, in both divisions or, or both uh, AFC and NFC are going to uh, prove true. And I think we're going to see some really good teams in the playoffs this year. And, again, some uh, above 500 teams missing the postseason. Gordy, uh, I know we just got a few minutes with you left, but uh, something we haven't even really talked about at all today because it's just been so loaded. But how about Shohei Otani to the Dodgers? Ten years, uh, just mere $700 million. And the most ironic thing is that Dave Roberts was the only one that even broke that cardinal rule of not talking about it, and yet he still ends up with the Dodgers. Just what would you make of that move and having Otani stay there in, Atla- in L.A. just with a different team? Yeah, this was in the works. If you if you paid attention to what the Dodgers did in free agency the last two years, they went cheap. You know, this was a team that was always spend, 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 and you know, going after some of the biggest free agents. And then at the trade deadline, going to get the big names and making aggressive moves, they were very timid on the market last offseason. And everybody was like, "Wait, the Dodgers? Why are they? Why are they not making big moves?" It was because of this. They were saving their money. They were they were saving up for the monster moves. They knew Shohei Otani would be a free agent, and uh, you know that they got their guy, and so it's great for it's great for them. Um, you know, Dodgers the last two seasons have lost in the postseason in the NLDS, so you know first round exits basically the last two years. They're hoping this is the guy that gets them over the hump, but um, I don't know. I'm, I'm skeptical. I mean, I, I still don't think Dave Roberts is a very good manager. You know, he has underachieved almost. You know, every year he's been there in in in, uh, in LA is only. One World Series ring was that stupid COVID year that I think everybody puts an asterisk next by. So um, we'll see. I mean, look, he, he's got all the marketability in the world. I saw they're already going to go do some international games 
Sewell, the open next season. So it's going to bring a ton of attention to the sport, and, and obviously having him in a huge market like L.A. is going to help. But you know, does it help the Dodgers win a World Series? I don't know. It's, it's so hard because there's so, you got to have so many players. I mean, you just had the two greatest players in the sport, Joey Otani and Mike Trout, on the same team the last couple of years, and they couldn't even make the playoffs. So uh, real curious to see what the Dodgers do. But I think I heard something like, Chiratani's going to make $30,000 a day for the next 10 years. And uh, I just keep wondering between that and the Jimbo Fisher buyout, how do I get my name back on some of these things? <laughs> It'll be interesting to see with Otani also. Coming up this season, he won't be able to pitch. But they were looking at the long-term vision of him being able to pitch and uh, play in the field and, and what he gives them at the plate. So um, it, it'll be interesting because of the fact that he's making 70 mil a year and he's not able to perform at the level that everybody's used to seeing, at least for the next season. Yeah, and, and it's, it's going to be fascinating to see, too. I mean, like, I don't know, all these 10-year contracts that have been given out in baseball, like, everybody wants them. But everybody who's gotten them, has that team regretted it? I mean, I think almost all of them, the team has come back to regret giving that contract. I mean, we saw with the Angels and Pools. Like, it, it, it got bad there at the end. They basically just had to eat the, the end of his contract. Um, you know, we'll see on some of these young guys. I mean, I, again, I think Otani deserves the money. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, we're, we, be, we may be talking about three years from now, them saying, you know what, uh, we talked to the doctor and the medicals, and it's probably just smarter for him to just be a, a full-time hitter moving forward and to give up pitch like. I think that's a real scenario that, that could happen down the road. And so then you're looking at it and going, well, we're just overpaying for a really good hitter as opposed to a guy that was doing both at a really high level. So I don't know. We'll see. But, you know, the, if you had to ask me, like, what are the odds 10 years from now will the Dodgers regret giving out that contract? I think the odds say yes, they will. Well, Gordy, as always, man, we appreciate you joining us. Enjoy the rest of your week, man. We look forward to catching up with you later on the road, all right? All right, anytime, guys. Thanks. All right, appreciate it. Again, that's Chris Gordy of Sports Talk 790 and the Locked On SEC Podcast. Join us here on Out of Bounds, and we got more of it coming up next, so stay with us. 103.7 The Buzz is proud to bring you college football talk with Mark May every Thursday morning on Morning Mayhem. Brought to you by Edwards Food Giant, The Meat People, and by Dugan's Pub, located in the River Market. Sports Center. Arkansas football got a commitment from Eastern Michigan transfer tight end Andreas Posky yesterday. Posky is a Denmark native with two years of eligibility remaining. He is primarily a blocking tight end as he had 243 receiving yards in two seasons at Eastern Michigan. Arkansas basketball fell to Oklahoma on Saturday, losing 79-70. Coach Eric Musman talked after the game about their early season struggles. The team right now is not playing with the same personality. Uh, as our past teams the last four years. we got to get a lot better. I think we play three games in the next 20 days. You know, rotations, roles, all those things are... are there's going to be some changes. Arkansas now has a long break as they don't play again until Saturday when they take on Lipscomb at Simmons Bank Arena in North Water Rock. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. It's the Average Guy Movie Review, Thursdays in the Zone, with me, Justin Akery, and Wes Moore. Presented by Rock and Roll Sushi. Our friends from Rock and Roll Sushi will come in and recap or look ahead to what's trending on TV, the big screen, Netflix, or wherever you get your entertainment. It's presented by Rock and Roll Sushi. Deliciously twisted flavors in a rock and roll vibe that will blow your mind. Rockandrollsushi.com Greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. Focus dedication. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that because we put in the hard work and dedication for decades. And that commitment has paid off with award-winning customer service for your auto, home, and life insurance. See shelter agent Paul Killingsworth in Cabot, Jonathan Stone in Lone Oak, or Stephen Reeser in Jacksonville today. Fellas, what's good? Clint Sterner here for Low T Center. Look, if you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be Low T. Be sure to schedule your health assessment at Low T Center. They offer the convenience of physician-monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments with an average payment of 150 bucks a month cash pay, including labs and medication. If you don't live near Low T Center or just need the convenience of at-home treatment? Low T Center makes it easy, baby. Shipping treatments directly to your home. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. This is the Pigskin Preacher bringing you the word. Christmas reminds us that in a night without light came the light. In a world without hope, hope was born. In the midst of despair, 
there was the singing of angels. They had but a star, but we have sunlight. The hopes and fears of all the years were pinned, whether the shepherds realized it or not, upon a little baby in a young mother's arms. That is where hope still lies. Wise men brought him gifts, but their gold, frankincense, and myrrh have long since turned to dust. It was the best they had, and they set precedent for our giving gifts, but they only gave gifts that perish. We have an opportunity to give a living sacrifice. If giving is the test of loving, then let us give the consecration of our lives. He himself has said, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friends. It is the heart that is given with the gift that really makes the gift worth receiving. From your friends at Doublebees, Merry Christmas. Hi, neighbor. It's Garen with Shamrock Roofing. Have you been denied a new roof by your insurance company after storm damage? You won't be denied at Shamrock Roofing. Give us a call or visit us at shamrockroofer.com. Right now, we're offering a free impact-resistant roof upgrade. Plus, if you've been denied coverage by your insurance company after the storms, you automatically qualify to win a new roof for free. Just visit shamrockroofer.com for details. Shamrock Roofing, where one call does it all at shamrockroofer.com. Oh, baby! Arkansas, the wait is over. Brewski's North is officially open in Lakewood Village. Doors open at 11 a.m. with all your favorite pub grub and happy hour drink specials. Come get your grub on with the all-new Smash Burger lineup. The best wings in the city with 11 different sauces. Or try the new additions to the menu like the spicy Asian chicken salad. Live music starts your weekend on Thursdays with karaoke Friday and Saturday. Brewski's North now open in Lakewood Village. Brewski's, your home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Kevin Harlan here from Westwood One, inviting you to join me and Hall of Fame quarterback Kurt Warner every Monday this season. It's Westwood One's 45th year of bringing you primetime NFL games, and the schedule is packed with great matchups. Plus, you'll hear Rich Eisen from the studios with interviews and the latest news around the NFL. Don't miss any of the action every week on Monday Night Football. Right here on 1037 The Buzz. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash win and kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel.com slash win. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus in President's State. We're lawful to wager. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. First online real money wager only $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT-STEP to 5343 New York. Unlike other shows, we don't talk over each other with old hee-haw jokes. It's bullcrap! Well, I ain't standing for this! Oh, my the hell! Yeah, they're down! They're down! So call or text to actually be heard on Out of Bounds at 501-661-1037. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Hey, 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 hey! Turn that down, you fuck! Yeah. On 1037 The Buzz. Wait a minute, this love started off so tender, so sweet. But now she got me smoking out the window. Mm. 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 <sighs> Must have spent thirty-five, forty-five thousand up in Tiffany's. Oh no! Got a bad ass kids running around my whole crib like it's Chuck E. Cheese. Whoa, whoa! Put me in the jam with an X-Men. It's out of bounds. Folks, and as a reminder, two weeks from today is going to be Christmas. Isn't it amazing how fast this year, this month has already moved? Well, it is pretty crazy, but here's the deal. If you're looking for a great gift for that loved one, and you want to surprise them, and you want to make them love you forever, unconditionally, of course, then you need to get over to Guatney Chevrolet right now and check out the great deals that they have going on when it comes to all of their vehicles, especially the 2024 Chevy Silverado. So if uh, the wife or the husband, if they're big truck people, 
And there's no better truck than the Chevy Silverado. Trust me, I know. I drive one. And right now they got one going on for the 2024's brand spanking new. 1.9% APR for well-qualified buyers. Or you can get $2,500 total cash allowance on those vehicles as well. So one of the many great deals that they have. Like also the 2024 Equinox, same deal. 1.9% APR on those. Or you can get $1,000 cash allowance. So if you're looking for a truck and an SUV, you can do a combo deal. and Get one for the husband and the wife. Make it happen with Guadney Chevrolet and they'll take care of it. I think that they'd even put a nice bow on it for you if it meant that uh, you were going to come over there and shop with them. They have red tag bonuses too where you get $500 red tag bonus catch on any vehicle that has the red tag on it, and they have plenty of inventory on these vehicles. So check them out today. They're very conveniently located there in Jacksonville off of the Gregory Street exit. You can type in the address at 1301 TP White Drive and get you right there. And they also have a great website called GuatneyChevrolet.com. It's pretty simple to do. And if you go on there, you can see their inventory. You can see their deals. And as great as their website is, there's something about having the personal touch of going into the store and having their award-winning sales staff help you out. It's why they're Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. So you got to check them out today. It's Guadney Chevrolet and GuadneyChevrolet.com. Again, it's Reaction Monday here on Out of Bounds, presented by Fleet Management Services. Appreciate everybody listening in this afternoon as uh, we've had a lot of stuff to talk about. And we were talking about with Gordy, Joe. Uh, the deal with uh, Shohei Otani going to the Dodgers, um, that I guess that broke technically on Saturday afternoon, roughly. But ten million, seven hundred million dollars is uh, that's a pretty good deal, I feel like, for uh, Otani and the Dodgers. And uh, it's just again, I was laughing so hard. It's like the one team that spoke broke that rule. It's the team that actually gets Shohei Otani. So pretty funny stuff there. Major League Baseball known for signing those double-digit year contracts and. That's something that, uh, you know, has been complained about as far as these players being locked into certain contracts, being of a certain age, and, and then towards the end of that contract, not being able to perform up to expectations from what was thought at the beginning of it. He's young, though, to the point that, um, I mean, they're taking a big-time risk here, but he's worth the risk in what he's been able to bring to the game of baseball so far. Well, I saw the reaction that people had to the contract that he signed. I mean, let's be honest. Anytime you have some numbers like that, no matter the sport, no matter what it is, it's going to have quite a response and quite a reaction from people. But I I saw it kind of laid out in at least to some estimations that, yes, it's 10 uh, 10 years for uh, $700 million, $70 million a year. That's a lot of money. But if you take into consideration how much money Otani is going to bring in to the organization of the Dodgers when it comes to merchandising, jersey sales and everything, when it comes to the uh, television rights and everything, ratings and all that, but then throwing in the season ticket sales, uh, people coming to see the games, the attention being brought to the Dodgers. It's not like they needed it because they're a big-time franchise, but uh, they started discussing about, yeah, it seems like a lot of money because it is a lot of money, but it's going to be well worth it just based on the attention and the sales and revenue that they're going to be making on just him being on the team itself, regardless of how he performs. Well, that's the thing about the Dodgers and how they operate. They're never afraid to spend money. They spend it on plenty of players over the years, and that's kind of like we were talking about before when they did talk about actually they put it out there that they were talking to him and having discussions with him, and his team was really against that because they wanted things to be private. And, you know, we even talked about at the time they get so many players that if they did happen to miss out on them, they would just go get the next player because they're not afraid to spend money. And in this case, they were able to get him still. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and spending money. and Because uh, wasn't, uh, was it Mookie Betts? He signed a 13-year contract with the Dodgers. Me- mega contract, I believe. There, yeah, so. it's, it's um, you know, and it's always, it seems like, the big market teams because they will pay that luxury tax that they have to whether it's the Sox, the Yankees, the Dodgers, you're in those big markets, you can afford to go a little bit overboard, and then you have to do some revenue sharing with some of the smaller market teams, but that's what they're willing to do to win. Yeah, I saw someone also make the joke, too, that uh, the biggest winner, if not one of the biggest winners out of all this, is the state of California because of how much taxes they're going to be able to collect out of the money because it's it's a high-tax uh, thing. I think they said when when taxes comes out for everything and – an estimation that uh, he'll be bringing in just about 58% of his total 
uh, salary each year, he'll something like that. Oh, yeah, he'll be fine. I'm not trying to garner sympathy for him, but it just shows you that uh, you know those contracts, although they're big numbers, it doesn't all go into Otani's pocket. And also, you got to pay your portion to Uncle Sam out there in California too. So, uh, but Dodgers fans are pretty excited and rightfully so. It it's a uh, it's a big get for them and a big get for baseball. I uh, also wanted to play this too. I meant to do it when we were talking about the Kansas City Chiefs and uh, the the play that they felt like should have not been called or the, the call that should have not been called. But either way, uh, this morning uh, it was on Get Up on ESPN and say what you want about him, but you can always rely on uh, Rex Ryan to uh, make some sort of joke, especially when it comes to toes and feet. Teammate he is, and this guy right here, line the heck up. All right, and I'm sorry he he should be on side. Hey, hey guys, <laughs> the fact that Rex said it's a toe. He it's doesn't a toe I don't like. <laughs> what did you say? I just said this is a toe I don't like. <laughs> he toes toes. I like you know I like toes. I don't like this toe. Hey, come on, line up on freaking side for crying out loud. See, now there is no way for us to do a serious show if we're going to go there, Rex. This is not the moment for it. I, I apologize. Say, hey, all right, Kadarius Tony. If you turn Rex against feet, you a bad man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Bad. All right. We have lost the ability to have a serious conversation about the play of the year. So let's spin it back to that. Yeah, that was Rex Ryan, and uh, Ryan Clark was the guy that was uh, making the jokes. But, uh, yeah, I'm like, I always, I always appreciate the self-awareness from that whole thing. For those that may not remember the uh, video that was leaked or released, or however you want to say it, uh, during the time that Rex Ryan was the Jets coach, uh, him and his wife, and a little uh, foot uh, type of stuff going on. So he at least embraces it and owns it and has fun with it, but glad that they still could make jokes about it. And uh, even on Kandarius Tony's toe, uh, he still finds a way to bring in and talking about feet. Funny clip. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I mean, most coaches or most people in that position, man, you, you think about running away from it, and I think that most people rightfully so would run away from it. It's not something you really want to be known for or have – uh, sitting there and have to discuss, but uh, for Rex to at least embrace it and, and be able to make jokes about it kind of shows his own self-awareness there too. So, well, when you're on TV or you're uh, you know in, in the spotlight, you know that things like that are going to come about. So that's all you can do is is have fun with it. Uh, also, in uh, some other uh, quick news too, uh, as far as the uh, NFL and uh, some other things, uh, the Vikings are optimistic that Justin Jefferson will return against the Bengals. So uh, that's big news for them, as uh, they've been missing out on him. But uh, also, it doesn't look like, as far as the Chargers go, that they're going to have Justin Herbert this Thursday night. That they that he's likely going to be out of that game. And we know the Chargers have had their own struggles as it is, and not being able to really live up to the expectation that they had. So just another piece to add to it. But it doesn't look like he's going to be ready for the Thursday night game for the Chargers. He already was dealing with a finger on his left hand, his non-throwing hand, and now to have a broken finger on his right hand, he just can't go. Mm, yeah, it's brutal for him. And we played the clip from Andy Reid, him discussing uh, the play with uh, Kendarius Tony and everything. Well, uh, to take it a- another step when it comes to that play, uh, uh, Andy Reid wanted everybody to know that they're not giving up on Kendarius Tony just because of this one gaffe. And I'm like, okay. What about all the other gaps that he's had? He's had a struggling year this year. Uh, I get what he's saying, but still funny how uh, he's like, yeah, we're, we're not going to give up on him on this one play. He's a young guy. He's got a ton of experience. Uh, I don't see it as a big thing being a negative. He's just got to look at the things that he can continue to build upon. I was like, yeah, well, he's had a lot of those moments and a lot of those things happen this year for the Chiefs. But we got to take our final commercial break. When we come back, we'll get to three and out, close up shop, and get you ready for drive time sports. It's all next year on Out of Bounds, so stay with us. Join us Friday at Guatney Chevrolet for a 1037 The Buzz double shot. The Zone followed by Out of Bounds. It's the end of the year and Guatney has big savings with red tag deals. Check out their inventory at the lot or online at GuatneyChevrolet.com. Hey everyone, this is James from Jones Brothers Pool Tables. We're stocked up and ready to help you with any of your game room needs for the holidays. Come visit Arkansas's largest game room store. Jones Brothers Showroom has over 25 pool tables and 8 shuffleboards on display. We also have air hockey, ping pong, foosball, darts, game room furniture, and all the supplies you'll ever need. 
Come visit us at 309 West Broadway in North Little Rock across from Dickie Stevens or check us out on the web, jonesbrospooltables.com. Family owned and proudly serving Arkansas since 1924. Jones Brothers Pool Tables, games people play. With tens of thousands of satisfied patients across America, it's no surprise QC Kinetics gets five-star reviews. I'm feeling on top of the world because of QC Kinetics. I'm able to do the things that I wasn't able to do for a long time. I can recommend them highly. I would recommend QC to anybody. QC Kinetics has changed my life. I couldn't believe it. I honestly was skeptical, but the pain went from a 10 to a zero. Real people with real lasting relief from joint pain. QC Kinetics Regenerative Medicine is regenerating me. And I recommend everyone seek out QC Kinetics as an alternative to surgery. This non-surgical approach is definitely the future. I tell as many people as possible. I am an ambassador. I love QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine. No drugs, no surgery. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. At Southern Floor Coating, coatings are all they do, and they won't be beat on price. Factory-trained installers using the purest form of polyurea with UV stability for all your outside projects. When you call, you'll talk with a professional interested in your project, not a voicemail. Don't trust a fly-by-night company that may not be in business next year. Transform your patio, porch, or pool deck and call the real pros at Southern Floor Coating. 501-402-4912 or take a look at southernfloorcoating.com. Hey, did you know the Statue of Liberty is the largest holiday gift ever given? That's a big deal, just like those at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Hey, did you know when the year ends, so do the deals? It's your journey. Own every mile at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Get 0% APR for 60 months, plus zero payments for 90 days, or get up to 2500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now for a limited time, only during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end January 2nd. Call 469-613-0227 for details. Imagine, it's the final game of the season, but your symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC, are making a comeback. What should you do? Keep managing your constipation with belly pain the same old way? Or try getting ahead of your symptoms by talking to your doctor about Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine, what could relief from IBSC mean for you? Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Listen for Champs and Chumps Fridays during The Zone, brought to you by Rowdy Hog Pickleball, the only dedicated pickleball store in the state. Located in the outlets of Woodrock next to H&M, Rowdy Hog Pickleball, your one-stop shop to pickleball success. It's not just about the size of the meat, it's about where you get it from. So get it from Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are boom out of here. All right, it is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into. And uh, one of these is kind of an interesting one. There's no actual truth to the report, at least at this point in time, but uh, there was definitely a lot of things surrounding Jawan Howard and his status at Michigan, which we know that he has been dealing with uh, open-heart surgery and hasn't been on the sidelines much this season. But uh, this is coming from the report that, according to a university official with direct knowledge to the matter, Howard's status at Michigan as head basketball coach of the men's team is unchanged. And the reason that it's even being brought up is because a confrontation between Jawan Howard and longtime Michigan strength and conditioning coach John Sanderson in a team practice la- late last week 
is being explored and looked into and is going through the university review process. It is a university procedure for such a review to be conducted outside the athletic department. But multiple sources claim a punch is being thrown, and it got pretty nasty between the two. Sanderson did not dra- travel to Iowa for the with the team for Michigan's game at Iowa. He did return. He did not return a call for comment, according to university source. Sanderson currently remains in the program as well. So apparently there was some sort of uh, fight that broke out because more and more is starting to leak out about it. And it's uh, pretty crazy. I don't know of all the people that you'd want to go up and try to go uh, toe-to-toe with. I don't know if the strength and conditioning coach is the one. But uh, he's not going to be fired. There's nothing unchanged. But they're definitely looking into it because there was some sort of event that happened. But, man, yeah, Jawan Howard, even after open-heart surgery, is still looking uh, uh, to be pretty aggressive. And we'll see how that one plays out. But nothing is true to the report of him being fired at this time. AP First Team All-American, they had nine SEC selections, six Big Ten selections, Pac-12-4, Big 12-3, Independence had two, the ACC, MAC, and Sunbelt each had one, as highlighted by Jaden Daniels at quarterback, Ollie Gordon, and Cody Schrader at running back, Malik Neighbors, Marvin Harrison Jr. at receiver. So you said ACC had only one? Yes. Ooh, man. Yeah, that's it's been a bit tough year for the ACC. But was it Jordan Travis? Was he was he the one? Or I guess I don't know if the list is up. But I'd be curious to see who was the the one player from the ACC that was actually listed there. Uh, let's see. Uh, also, uh, <laughs> love this from uh, Nick Foles because we know that he's won a Super Bowl before, of course, and he was the MVP even. Well, he just continues to win. Continues to win. Because he ended up winning gold medals in two different divisions at the PPA Finals in San Clemente, California this week. You're probably asking, what is the PPA Finals? It is pickleball. So not only has he been enjoying his uh, time as an NFL quarterback and also being able to have some Super Bowl uh, success to be able to add to it, but he is also winning in pickleball, too, over there in California. So the guy just wins no matter what it is. Guitar from... Dusty Hill from ZZ Top sold at auction for almost 400000 And uh, we know that Dusty Hill is, you know, long time with ZZ Top. And, you know, they're um, thinking about him and, and uh, what he was able to accomplish over the years. And so to have one of his auction items go for almost 400000 just a credit to him and the success that ZZ Top had over the years. There's a pretty epic moment that happened uh, in the Atlanta Falcons game that was pretty funny that uh, Goldberg, Bill Goldberg, who wrestled in the WWE for a long time, big Atlanta fan, well, uh, he came out of the tunnel and people gave him a resounding ovation and everything. Well, then he had a guy that was in front of him in a Tom Brady jersey that's with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that is. And he just form tackled him and did a wrestling move on him and got the crowd all pumped up. So I just uh, think it's really funny anytime you have wrestlers involved, but also funny that they used a Tom Brady jersey for the Buccaneers. Bucks got the last laugh, but still a funny moment there from Goldberg. There were residents of a Scottish town called Fortros that were shocked to get a warning about a great white shark that might be lurking around the shores. But it turns out that the warning was sent to the wrong place because there's a place called Fortros that's in New Zealand, and that's where the shark warning should have gone out to with the great white shark, you know, New Zealand and Australian waters. But it went out to the Scottish town, which the residents, they were a bit shocked. So the 2024 Golden Globes have announced their nominations today, but uh, one of the major categories that's missing is the host. Because the ceremony is going to be happening to January 7th, and there is no host that has been officially announced after Chris Rock declined to uh, the offer to host, as well as four other A-list comedians, according to CNN. And it also talks about how not only were they approached in the comedians, but Will Arnett, Sean Hayes, Jason Bateman also have turned it down, and Amy Poehler and D- Tina Fey, who's hosted four times in the past, said they are never going to do it again. They're done. So the Golden Globe's struggling to try and find somebody to host it. And, of course, the joke is everyone's afraid that Will Smith's just going to come up and slap him, and that's why they don't want to host. There was something going around on social media about that whole deal being reenacted from a short film that was put out there. Now, it's to get reactions on from people, but it seems like the short film actually was put out after the slap. But they tried to say that it was from a, a film in the 90s that 
It wasn't real, and they were just reenacting the film from the 90s. Jeez. Dave Grohl of Foo Fighters, they are touring Australia, and they're wrapping up their tour, but they had a day off, and Dave Grohl actually spent it feeding hundreds of homeless people in Australia. So you see uh, Foo Fighters touring there, and there's a lot of excitement about people wanting to go see the show, but then to show up at a shelter and you get a chance to interact and see Dave Grohl, it was a great sight for some of the people that he was able to, to feed that day. There is a uh, viral story going along with uh, Soldier Field, the Chicago Bears, and where they play, that uh, there was someone ta- caught on photo uh, using the boiler room at Soldier Field to uh, relieve themselves, but not number one, number two. And they left the door open, and there they were. And here's the thing. It's like, we we read some funny stories here, and yeah, it's kind of funny, but just, I don't understand why this keeps happening. I understand, like, bathrooms can get pretty crowded, and hey, when you got to go, you got to go. But, man, just to, to go into the boiler room and, uh, first off, why is it unlocked? And second off, uh, why are you leaving the door open? Just close the door. Do something like that. But I'm sure alcohol had something to do with it. But either way, just stop, try to avoid these types of things, folks. Just try to have some common decency. But, hey, in NFL games with alcohol and frustrations, I guess the Bears fans should be pretty happy with their performance. Uh, hey, when you got to go, you got to go. And he chose the boiler room. Jada Pinkett says about that slap that's been talked about so many times. She said because of that slap, that's why she will never leave Will Smith. And she's been talking quite a bit about how they aren't actually together. But she said, who knows where our relationship would be if it hadn't been for the slap. Oh, jeez. Well, at least somebody got something out of it. Uh, AI is a crazy thing that's taking over everything, it seems like. And there was this girl that went viral on Instagram who uh, had a few exes, and she wanted to get back at them. So what'd she do? She created ex-boyfriends and AI that she could pose with in pictures and then post them on Instagram. And there was quite a few of them. Didn't really necessarily work out, but somebody caught on to, hey, this is AI. And it's just, again, crazy how that type of stuff looks so real. It looks legitimate, but she went to ultra limits to try to just make her boyfriends jealous. There was a fight that broke out at a McDonald's in Nova Scotia, Canada because of a Pokemon card that a customer didn't get in his Happy Meal. So he was upset that he didn't get the card and he wanted to fight. And so there was a fight that broke out. That'll do it. And also today apparently is official breakup day because this is the year, the day of the year where most of breakups happen, or at least the day that has the most breakups happen. So be on the lookout, all you people out there with significant others. This could be the day. Appreciate everybody listening in Out of Bounds today. For Joe Franklin, I am John Neighbor. Same sports show, same sports channel tomorrow afternoon. Stay tuned, folks. we got Drive Time Sports coming up next. Heartland Rehabilitation and Care Center in Benton proudly offers compassionate and loving care to our veterans, meeting the unique needs of every veteran who calls Heartland home. Visit heartlandrehabcenter.com. This year, we considered hiring an ad agency to help with our marketing. They pitched impressive visuals and a script that was inspiring. And exotic animal mascots to help grab your attention. In the end, we just decided...